All right. Well, welcome everyone to Christ Central Stories, which is the podcast for Christ Central Church here in Fredericton, New Brunswick. My name is Joe Crummy, and I'm going to be helping to host today. And we are going to interview today Leo Burke. And part of the whole reason we do this is we just want to hear stories of how God has impacted and changed lives within our church family that we think are great for everyone to hear, but also to help bring some application to our everyday lives. And so I'm thrilled to have Leo here, and I first met Leo back in 1994, so a long time ago, and I know God's just done an incredible work in his life, so Leo, thanks for being here. Oh, it's great to be here. I always watched Johnny Carson when I was a kid. It's kind of my first <laughs> opportunity to, <laughs> to take part in this. So. Great, Leo. All right, well, I know a lot of your story, but probably a lot of people don't, so why don't you just start and just give us like some background. Where did you grow up? All that, all those different things, Leo, be right. great. Yeah. Well, one thing that, that people may not realize is that my parents came from Holland. Uh, they moved uh, from the Netherlands in 1955. Wow. Okay. Um, took a big boat to Pier 21 in Halifax, wow. the famous Pier 21. Yes. My mother was pregnant with my oldest brother uh, <laughs> during the, the boat ride, which she, did, she never recommended to anybody I, else. I would imagine <laughs> not. So, uh, so my parents settled in Cape Breton Island. Yes. And uh, you know, they uh, eventually, where I grew up, was on the Buckwheat Road at the yeah. foot of Hunter's Mountain. You can kind of picture. <laughs> it's a very picturesque, Leo. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, so we were, uh, where we grew up was 11 kilometers outside of the village, <laughs> the village of Bedeck. So uh, a lot of woods, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, we were a quarter mile from our, our nearest neighbors. Wow. Yeah. And uh, six kids in nine years, uh, so I was the youngest. It was a good okay. spot to be, uh, but it was a small house, four bedrooms. Wow. Um, my parents, of course, had one room. My sister shared a room. There was two, two rooms upstairs. My bro two of my brothers had those two rooms, yeah. and and I had a. It was an open space divided by a curtain, and I was right beside the stairwell. So it was, if I rolled out of bed the wrong way, I got a gun for So a much for privacy. <laughs> yeah, not a whole lot of privacy. So grew up listening to my older brothers playing rock and roll music wow. uh, on the other side of the curtain. Yes. So I didn't get as much sleep as a no. I would have liked. Yeah. Wow. So rural Cape Breton, growing up, sort of what was that like as far as like going through school and you know through your two teenage years right well the uh, the school I went through up to grade 8 was Middle River Consolidated mm -hmm. School which they had <clears throat> basically three grades within a classroom yep. sometimes four <laughs> so that was my introduction to school mm -hmm. uh, so a uh, very small school um, so Middle River, it took us about 45 minutes to get there wow. by bus, Yes. sometimes an hour. Uh, and so <clears throat> where I grew up was kind of not, we weren't really part of Middle River, but we went to school there. And then high school, I went to Bedeck, um, yep. the high school there. But, you know, we weren't really there either. We were kind of just kind of isolated to some degree. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so uh, it, was, it was an interesting upbringing. Um, the uh, he, my father had he, he would take apart buildings. He was a carpenter. Okay. Yes. Uh, he would take apart buildings, take all the wood home. In the summer, what we would do is take all the nails out of the wood, uh -huh. piled up the wood. He had plans of building things. He never did. <laughs> so it's just piles of stuff around the house, and uh, and it would all eventually rot and rust. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah. so 
I never really got my father, and then I yeah. heard him say one day, on, he was talking on the phone, and he yes. said, uh, I've got a junkyard in the backyard behind my house. And then it all kind of clicked for me. This is what he's doing. <laughs> so that was, that was the upbringing. Yeah. Well, Leo, I know, and I just because I know some of your story, and I maybe jump ahead and maybe you can work backwards, but why don't you just share a little bit about your journey? Because I know as far as, you know, being introduced to Jesus and, you know, following Jesus, and that came, you know, probably more university years, but I know there were some difficult times right. in teenage and into university. You know, maybe just share briefly about that, and then, you know, how did you encounter Jesus? Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, my father had a drinking problem. Mm -hmm. um, so, pretty much every day he would he would drink after mm -hmm. work. Uh, so that that made it difficult. A difficult home environment. Yeah. Uh, I saw a picture recently of my mother and father. I, I must have been very young because yeah. they looked happy in the picture. <laughs> Sadly, that that wasn't my experience. No. You know, by the time no. I came around. Uh, their marriage was not particularly mm -hmm. happy, and so it was kind of dealing with that situation with the unpredictability yes. uh, of those circumstances. I was a very shy kid, uh, very self-conscious. Uh, it was almost like uh, two personalities, because when I was home with my brothers and sisters mm -hmm. and my father wasn't there, I could be very energetic, yeah. joking, happy. Uh, in situations that were more social situations, if my father was around, very, very quiet. And so, uh, kind of grew up, you know, dealing with social anxiety, mm -hmm. just concerned what other people yes. thought about me. Yeah. Uh, in the teen years also, kind of dealing with uh, low mood, just kind of, mm -hmm. we were so isolated and um, just difficult circumstances. Yeah. So a lot of things working against you. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, there were there were days where the best part of the day was going to bed. Yeah, you know, it's just that kind of that kind of experience. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, so those were the challenges. Yeah. Um, when uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to do mm -hmm. uh, career-wise, um, but uh, I had a, I had a brother and sister that both went to Acadia University mm -hmm. to study business, and. Uh, I, I knew I wanted to go to university, yeah. and so um, so uh, I, I just basically, my plan was to do what they did, yeah. because I had no other real idea. Understandable. Uh, and, uh, but the night I graduated from high school, I was talking to a, a young lady who had started journalism at mm -hmm. Ryerson. Mm -hmm. And uh, that sounded so interesting. <laughs> yeah. I changed my plans that night. I said, I'm just going to go to Acadia. I couldn't get out of Acadia. I, right, yeah. I said, I'm just going to go to Acadia for a year, study uh, Bachelor of Arts courses yeah. for a year, yeah. try to get into this journalism program. And um, and uh, it, it turned out I went there and I enjoyed the psychology course so mm -hmm. much that, that uh, um, you know, that was the beginning of, of started the down that stream. It yes, started down that stream. Mm -hmm. But as far as the the Christian yeah. uh, uh, development, um, I our family attended a Catholic church when I was growing up. Okay. Um, my we went pretty regularly, really. Mm -hmm. But I can't say that it really had a whole lot of impact on mm -hmm. me personally. Uh, my my view, and I, I don't know where I got this idea, but basically I felt like, well, I was baptized as a child. As long as I don't kill anybody, I'm going to heaven. Right. It really doesn't matter long, what I do. As long as I try to stay somewhat good. Yeah. 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 I was doing pretty well with that. You know, I wasn't yeah. really tempted to kill anybody, so I, I thought, I'm, I'm doing all right. Yep. <clears throat> but then I get to Acadia, and my first roommate, Colin, wow. yeah. is a Christian. 
and uh, and uh, you know, so he, he just kind of uh, he was different from the other guys yes. in the the house that I lived in. Uh, he was friendly to everybody. Yeah. I was kind of thinking, I didn't know what was up. <laughs> what was up with that? But he would do things like his lifestyle. Like uh, what really stood out mm -hmm. to me was, guys would have parties on the weekend. Yeah. There would glass on the floor. The next day, he would be sweeping it up. I was thinking, well, even though he didn't cause any of the no, problems, he didn't do any of that. So uh, anyway, so he just showed me by his example. Wow. Yeah. We had a few conversations about his faith, but yeah. uh, you know, I, I wasn't super interested in yes. it at that time. Yeah. But but it certainly his his actions spoke to me, mm -hmm. and so uh, so that was my first year. Then yeah. the summer after my first year, I go home and uh, for to Bedak for the summer, and I meet a girl from South Africa. I just happened to be wow. yes have relatives in Bedak. Yeah. She was there. I met her. I just. Uh, you know, her just enthusiasm yes. for life was, was yep. uh, you know, I, I stood out to you. With her. Yep. And so I invited her to go canoeing because I yep. didn't have a car. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even my canoe. I had more of my, brother, my brother's canoe. But if I wanted to get to know somebody, <laughs> yep. I would invite them to go canoeing. So You got a captive audience. Yeah, yeah. Well, it turned out I was the captive audience <laughs> yes. because uh, no sooner do we get off the shore, but she starts talking about her Christian faith. And wow. Just a really? real. Uh, Enthusiasm for yes. her faith. I couldn't. I couldn't help but be drawn in and be really? intrigued yes. by this because uh, you know she just made it sound so alive, right. and uh, you know it just it just kind of sparked a whole lot of questions for me. We spent a good bit of that summer uh, just kind of her kind of explaining yeah. the faith and and um, and me asking a lot of questions yes. and and just kind of. Uh, just intrigued by it, uh, and then after the summer, mm -hmm. went back to Acadia for a year too. Uh, Colin was my roommate again, uh, so uh, you know, I, I kind of uh, got a bit involved in in some of the yes. uh, intervarsity stuff, and yeah. started going to the church there, and, and just kind of, kind of was You're checking kinda, that out, yeah. and then uh, then went through a time where I, I kind of pulled away from oh. it. Uh, but in that time of pulling away, uh, I met Kim. Uh, and uh, we, we were friends and we were going through a difficult time with, with some friendships mm -hmm. uh, and kind of pulled together and as I get to know her, uh, you know, the more I got to know her, the more she shared her faith and then uh, eventually we started going out and, and I would, uh, her, her dad was a Baptist pastor yes. so and a very, very good preacher. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, all the questions that I had eventually over time were just kind of getting addressed by uh, hearing his messages and, and being part of different different yeah. groups. And it wasn't a, a quick kind oh, of... Oh, uh, you're on a journey, trip. aren't you? Yeah. yeah. And, but it was, uh, you know, at my kitchen table in an apartment I had in Wolfville. Oh, yeah. In, uh, I think it was uh, 1980. Seven, six, yeah. seven, um, and and I did. I I, I said okay. Wow. I, you know, I I read uh, more than a carpenter. Yes, McDowell's Josh McDowell. Book, yes, and, and really mm -hmm. that kind of mm -hmm. really the focus on Jesus. Uh, you know that he was alive. That yes. people died because who followed him. To yeah, knew the truth. A lot of evidence. Yeah. Yes. And, and yep. So that just really spoke to me, and yep. uh, and so I I just. Uh, you know, ask for God's forgiveness, ask yeah. Jesus to enter my heart. Yes. To, and no bells rang. Yeah. I was waiting for something spectacular to happen. 
but uh, the thing, what happened is that over the years, uh, you know, uh, time, it just changed my yeah. view of so many things. Yes, you know, yeah. Just the, one of the key things, just the value of life. You know, oh, I grew yeah. up with just the view that this world is overpopulated. If there's right. a disaster somewhere and people die, there's too many people anyway. Right, yeah, so, yeah. You know, that was, that kind was of kind of the mindset. negative view. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, was, yeah. It, was, yeah. it was not uh, not mm -hmm. one that where life was valued. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's one of the real key things that yes. changes is just kind of uh, yeah. seeing other people as, as God sees them mm -hmm. as, as valuable. And, and um, you know, so... That is a powerful change. Yeah. And some people it is a very powerful, momentous occasion. And for others, as you're yeah. saying, for many, it's like, I know, you know, sort of the day and the time, but it was a gradual change. And so just in case you're listening, Kim became... Uh, Leo's future wife, yeah. and little did you know that your future father-in-law was having an impact on on your <laughs> yes, that's right on your life. Yeah. All right, great, Leo. Well, thank you. Very uh, interesting. So, maybe fast forward. How did you know becoming a follower of Jesus, and then what did you do? You know, for your graduate work and leading leading into your vocation. Can you just share some of that right. story, and which leads up to what you've sure. done up until sure. present day? Yeah, so like I, like I said, I went, went to Acadia, was just kind of planning on being there for a year. Mm -hmm. I took a psychology course. The The professor was, uh, I have to choose my words wisely, but he was <laughs> a very odd individual. Yes. But even despite him being a very odd individual, uh, the I, I really enjoyed the course. And it was more, it, was, it helped me to understand myself. Self, yeah, you know, yes. I wasn't yep. kind of, I didn't kind of start into it with any kind of, Oh, I, you know, I, I really want to, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. uh, to help others. I, I studied psychology because it, it just kind of it was kind of helping me to yeah. figure myself out. Yes, you know, when you kind of grow up with that, you know, that anxiety and and you know dealing with mm -hmm. the stuff that I had dealt with, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's just kind of you know it's it's you know you, it's it's kind of it was kind of uh, therapeutic. Yeah, you know? I gotta say, yeah. absolutely. So, and also, uh, I uh, I did I did. A couple on, on a couple occasions met with a, a psychologist mm -hmm. at the guidance counselor yes. at, at the uh, guidance center at yeah. the Acadia, and those were very positive mm -hmm. experiences. And I started up a, a peer uh, counseling group in yes. my second year because I, I decided I'm just going to keep with this. You're just going to keep rolling thing. with I, that, I, yes, yeah. This is I like it. So yeah, I'm just going to no, keep that's with that. Good. And kind of figured at that point, mm -hmm. journalism probably wasn't going to work for me anyway. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so um, so we did peer counseling group mm -hmm. where we just sit in an office and usually it's sitting in an office all by yourself because nobody would come. But every once in a while somebody would show up yeah. and they'd start talking and, uh, and I kind of enjoyed that experience. Yes, um, mm -hmm. And uh, the one thing about being introverted, mm -hmm. Growing up an introvert is that you become a good listener. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so, so putting all those years of practice in a good use, Leo. Yeah, mm -hmm. Absolutely. So uh, you, you spend a lot of time observing. <laughs> yep. So uh, anyway, so it, it turned out to be uh, positive. I I, I thought I'd, I'll try to get into clinical psychology yeah, program yes. for a, a master's degree. Mm -hmm. Uh, was fortunate enough to get into one at Queens. Yes. Uh, went for a, it did, did complete my master's yeah. degree there, um, and uh, the I, the program was set up that people were supposed to uh, go on to do a PhD. Mm -hmm. But I, I 
got married to Kim. So yes. Kim and I yep. got married uh, after I finished the master's degree, and I said, I'm just going to go to. Uh, she was in London, studying yes. in London. Yep. I, I went to London, Ontario. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> and I went there and uh, got some research jobs. Yes. Uh, initially, uh, they weren't great jobs, but it was kind of a start. Mm -hmm. I did a really bad job. <laughs> I was doing a part of a pain study. And it was just awful, and I wasn't very good at it. But because I wasn't very good at it, eventually they said, why don't you start seeing some of our headache patients? Because we need somebody to do that, and you're not wow. doing so great with the, the research stuff. So that, that was fine. Uh, and I, I was I was blown away that I was actually kind of presenting the program to them. Wow. You know the uh, you yeah. know as far as you know this is you know some things you can try with headaches. Yes. And they would come back and say, Yeah, my headaches are bad. <laughs> I said, oh, Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> anyway, that led to a um, doing that work led yeah. to a job with a, a child and adolescent center. Yes. Okay. Where they wanted me to assess kids and mm -hmm. also be supervising other workers while doing wow. my own case study. I felt totally I can't do this. So I've, I've, been your doing, I've been doing headache things. Yes. <laughs> I can right. do that. But anyway, they, uh, you know, with my with my uh, graduate work, yeah. they wanted me to do that. It turned out to be a great four mm -hmm. years in that job. And uh, and then Kim got uh, after she finished her PhD. Yes. Uh, she got the position at St. Thomas oh, University in Fredericton, so we moved here, uh, and uh, in, within six months I got a job at the hospital. Yes. And um, and so initially it was to assess adults who mm -hmm. had cognitive functioning, so if they were concerned they had Alzheimer's yes, that's or right. they had yep. some kind of medical condition, yep. basically they were having problems with memory and attention, mm -hmm. I would assess them. Then uh, I got into um, pretty quickly doing the covering the child Those, unit as well, mm -hmm. child, child um, floor and, mm -hmm. and, and outpatients, and also running groups for, for group therapy yes. for adults. So yep. <laughs> it was another big stretch. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but the uh, but Lord really blessed me yeah. through through all of that process mm -hmm. as far as uh, being able to, to do those things. Do those things, yeah. Really important things. Yeah. No, that's great, Leo. Thank you for just sharing more of your story and how that all works out and certainly I mean I think at any point but you know certainly with COVID and you know in the culture that we live in things like anxiety um, whew, all kinds of different things with our moods right into the whole thing with suicide and you know obviously from a church perspective and for us as pastors and everything you know we're seeking to help and um, work together and as we always say you know we work together with psychologists, psychiatrists, counselors, you know we want that team um, approach. So Leo and part of what we're doing both here in church life and our podcast and that is trying to help again you know we don't want that stigma of we just don't talk about some sure. things and even as Christians we don't talk about them we're trying to get over those hurdles and barriers to say look we can share our lives and we can be honest with one another and so you know on the whole uh, you know could you maybe help us out from just your perspective and what you're involved with you know if I was to be thinking about suicide or something right. like that you know what what would you say to me or what help would right. you okay. provide sure. if, yeah. if that's all right to ask oh, yeah oh, uh, absolutely I mean this is the uh, 
and I talk about suicide every day. Yeah. Honestly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I'm at work, because yeah. I, I do cover the um, there's a psychiatry unit mm -hmm. on the pediatrics floor. I, I should probably I know you know the difference yeah. between a psychiatrist. Yes. And oh, a you just that would be helpful, but, Leo. Yeah, uh, that's good. Mm -hmm. Whenever I meet anybody, my first question is, do you know the difference between psychologists and psychiatrists? Because most most no, of don't know the no, it's not some, in our necessarily no, in our some people know vocabulary. One, one kind of. Uh, prescribes medication, yeah. but they don't know which one, mm -hmm. they don't know if I'm, which, which yes. one I am. So, yeah. uh, a psychiatrist is, is a medical doctor who specializes in treating mental health issues, and they, they focus on the biochemistry of yeah. the brain, uh, and so they're looking at t typically what kind of medication might mm -hmm. help the biochemistry of the brain, yes. to, so this person is feeling less anxious, less depressed, yeah. fewer mood swings, what have you. Yeah. Um, psychologists, we're not medical doctors, mm -hmm. and our focus is on uh, understanding how a person's thoughts impact their moods, their behaviors, how they're feeling physically, how um, how certain events and circumstances impact Back the way to, we think yeah. about ourselves, yep. about the future, about life. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, we try to help people understand why they feel the way they feel, why they do what they, they do, do. Yeah. Uh, and, and trying to encourage people to take more positive ways of dealing with whatever challenges they're facing. Yes. We can easily fall into patterns of behavior that actually create more problems and mm -hmm. more difficulties. So, uh, so, so that's that's where what psychology is, yes. what we're generally yep. focused on. Um, so, like I said, probably the the most important thing I do at the hospital is covering that psychiatry that's unit. Yeah. And so, it's typically teenagers who, over ninety percent of the admissions there, are teenagers who have had suicidal mm -hmm. thoughts mm -hmm. and. Um, <clears throat> and and or made an attempt yes in, in, yeah. a, in a pretty bad place yes and yeah now they're only there several days to a week mm -hmm. typically so mm -hmm. they're, they're not there for a real long time so my main emphasis is on uh, just kind of targeting talking about yeah. dealing with suicide yeah. talks because it is something that people do not talk talk about typically. Uh, they keep to themselves yeah. mm -hmm. um, and uh, and so uh, you know, my, my main point of emphasis is that most people, it's, it's not uncommon to have no. suicidal thoughts. You know, when people That's are going through difficult times, um, and, and it's not that they want to be dead, and I mm -hmm. emphasize this with the teenagers yep. that I meet with, because most of the ones that I meet with do, you know, agree, no, I don't want to no. be dead, I just don't want to keep feeling the way I've been, yeah, I've been right. struggling with really low mood or yeah. anxiety mm -hmm. or, or a lot of stress or sometimes it's after mm -hmm. a breakup, the first yes. maybe the first yeah. significant relationship they've had yeah. or they're concerned about not getting into university or it could be a whole variety mm -hmm. of things. Um, and uh, you know, I really emphasize that with, the, with teenagers in particular, it's one of the most challenging times of life for most people. Yeah. Because there's so much transition taking yeah. place in that short period. Of time. A lot of change in a, a short amount of, of time. Yeah, yes. they're going from childhood where their parents looked after yeah. all their needs to adulthood where they're yeah. kind of looking after everything. Yeah. Uh, and oftentimes, like I didn't, I did. They would not, oftentimes they don't know what they're no. they're going to do. No. But it's all the puberty changes, mm -hmm. their bodies changing, mm -hmm. middle school hell. With yes. The, you know, yep. with the, you know with all the drama that yeah, takes place, exactly. you know, yeah. emotions are being mm -hmm. triggered by hormonal changes, yeah. everybody's bodies are changing, everybody's yeah. paying different attention times. to that, yeah. different mm -hmm. times, this whole focus of, um, 
you know, I've got, I've got to look the right way. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get attention for the wrong reasons. Uh, most of the people that we get there have some element of yeah. social anxiety. Yeah. Where they're, it's not uncommon. During, no, I'm going to say. Those years, middle school years, Oof. early adult years. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it's, it's uh, pretty common for people that we see that are mm -hmm. struggling with, you know, just uh, wanting to look the right way, yes. sound the right way, just yep. be accepted. Yep. So, Great fear of rejection, rejection. Mm -hmm. and uh, I know that's not just teenagers, that's mm -hmm. everybody, yep. but that yep. time of life, because yes. they're going through yep. so many transitions, you throw in, you know, the uh, the whole dating thing, and the pressures they feel, and what they see on TV, and it's just kind of, uh, it's No just, wonder people uh, get overwhelmed. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so, it is people feeling overwhelmed, mm -hmm. and that's just normal normal yeah. teenage years, you throw in, maybe their parents are separated, yeah. maybe they've had a Any other traumatic of diabetes, things. maybe a learning disorder, mm -hmm. something that makes school even more mm -hmm. challenging. Yeah. Uh, you throw in any extras uh, yeah. and it's, it just kind of compounds yeah. the issues that people are feeling. Yeah. And so, um, it's, it's again, one of the things I emphasize, I, I call it escape hatch thinking, mm -hmm. where I'm under all this stress, just where? How do I? How do I get out yeah. of this? Yeah. And so I, I say that it's, it's not abnormal to have thoughts of ending mm -hmm. your life. I we don't want you to do no, it. No, that's you know, right. It's, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a permanent yeah. solution. Yeah. To temporary mm -hmm. problems, your situations mm -hmm. are going to change, and but they're feeling hopeless. Yes. And uh, and uh, you know that's one of the key components to to struggling with suicidal yeah. thoughts. It's feeling like there's so many areas of life that are out of control, mm -hmm. that are not the way I want them to be. And uh, and often with young people in mm -hmm. particular, they don't have a whole lot of life experience no. as far as, yeah, life has some highs Yeah, exactly, and, exactly. And, and, and you don't have to be able to hindsight and yeah. go, okay, no, I've been through some tough things, but I've made it yeah. through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they don't have that life experience. Mm -hmm. And um, and so it's it's you know it's one of the things that really I'm trying to emphasize while I meet with them, mm -hmm. usually only about two or three hours of my time with, with each yeah. one of them, Oof. is uh, is is a sense of hope that yes. things can be different. different. Yeah. I can turn to my own life. Yeah, I, I can say, I can say yes. you know I, from personal experience, yeah. I you know I, your circumstances can change. I, mm -hmm. I have a little graphic that I mm -hmm. use to try to emphasize that. You know that you know. Yes, you've been you're struggling right now, but circumstances are going to be different in five years' time, yep. ten years' time. Yep. So, um, and then we we try for some for some um, try to do some education about mm -hmm. depression mm -hmm. um, because uh, you know with when people are going through a difficult time when they're struggling with sadness. Sadness yeah. is normal emotion. It's yes, just, things aren't the way yeah. I want them to be. So yeah. they feel sad. Yeah, but if they then fall into um, withdrawing from other people, isolating themselves. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if they become less physically active, mm -hmm. they start dropping some of their activities. There's a slide there, enjoy. isn't there? Oh, yeah. It's, 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 and, and they're not, they don't want to be depressed. No. Yeah. They're kind of following the natural kind of tendencies that go along with yeah. feeling depressed because yeah. depression is a, is a joy sucker. Yes. It's an energy yes. sucker. It's, it's, you just don't feel like doing things. No. Uh, and then, and people generally aren't concentrating very mm -hmm. well, so their grades are generally mm -hmm. getting lower. Um, and so it, it's just, it's kind of all, you know, 
things that they would have taken for granted, their physical health, yeah. their mental health, their relationships, just the course of their life, yeah. their, their schoolwork, what yeah. have you. It's like that with adults as well. Uh, you know, it gets shaken in mm -hmm. one of those areas, mm -hmm. and then problems right. create more yes. problems, create yep. more problems. Yeah. And so, um, you know, when when people, when they're struggling with depression, which many of yeah. them are, uh, it's educating them a little bit about yeah. some of those tendencies. Uh, a lot of teenagers struggling with mood issues are into self harm. Yes, you know, and, they are. Uh, yep. You know, my main emphasis with that is that's not a mentally healthy way to no. deal with your distress. Yeah. It, it tends to feed depression. Yes. As does isolation, Depression's as does inactivity, mm -hmm. as does just letting things slide. Yeah. And it's it's a big battle. Oh, it, huge. I, you know, I, I emphasize it's not easy to turn no. things around. And, and when they leave the unit, typically yeah. they're going to be followed by somebody. Yes. They're going to see somebody, yeah. you know, have some ongoing counseling. Mm -hmm. But... Um, it's it's them trying to navigate yeah. through those waters, yeah. um, and with anxiety issues, which is also yes, so prevalent. It is. Um, you know, oftentimes people one of the main tendencies is to avoid yep. you know the situations yep. that um, that are triggering the anxiety, which means a lot of people are not attending school regularly because mm -hmm. that can be mm -hmm. a major yep. source of their yep. anxiety. Avoidance feeds yep. anxiety problems. Yep. Um, you know, when, when people have gone through difficult times and they and they are struggling with anxiety, uh, you know, the world starts shrinking yeah, sure because they, they first they avoid this and yep. then this and then this and and then it often is then associated with depression yeah. because they're not enjoying life yeah. as much. And it so snowballs, doesn't it? It mm -hmm. is. It yeah. is. It is like a snowball, and yeah. it's really trying to, as I say to them, you know, when I first meet with people, it's trying to understand that snowball process. Yes. Let's stop. The Let's stop it. Yeah, and exactly. Then start getting some momentum no. going in the yeah. other direction. Well, very similar, Leo, because obviously in church life, you know, we're coming at a lot of similar things with people, and you know, same sort of things just from a different perspective. You know, obviously we want people connected in church life, so they're not isolated, and just you know, the Word of God, just renewing our mind, right. how the Holy Spirit can help us, how we can help each other. You know, obviously, you know, coming to Jesus and just experiencing. His freedom and understanding Jesus, fully human, fully God, but right. walked in our shoes and right. all of those different things. And Leo, this has been really helpful. I know, unfortunately, we got to bring things to a close. But maybe the last thing, I know you mentioned it before, you kind of have, there were three things maybe you, you share with right. people to help kind of stop that snowball and bring some safety and protection right. yeah. well, around them. A, a, big, a big piece of what I do is, is helping people with mood management, yes. learning how to manage their moods. Mm -hmm. this is, whether we're talking about anxiety or, or sadness, depression, yeah. uh, guilt, mm -hmm. whatever, anger is, has yep. huge implications. So, um, you know, I, I used to do a lot of work with young boys struggling with anger issues, and, and I would give them three rules. Yes. I'd say it's okay to be angry, because yeah. you ask them, and they, usually they say, oh, you know, I'd, I'd say, do you think it's okay to be angry? And they'd say, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, you know, they're usually getting in trouble. Yes, that's right, yeah. But uh, it, it is a normal in Yeah, lunch. it's uh, a big one. <laughs> it, well, it, you know, we, we feel frustrated. Mm -hmm. we, you know, we, we do feel anger. Yeah. Um, and I would emphasize with them, there's three things you shouldn't do. You yes. should, don't hurt yourself. Yes. Don't hurt anybody else, verbally or physically, yep. and, and don't destroy property. Yeah. Uh, and I, I didn't create those. I no, got it from a book. Yeah, <laughs> no, those are pretty, pretty 
good guidelines, though. <laughs> Can you say them again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't hurt yourself. Self. Don't hurt others. Don't destroy Your property. property. Yep. But hurting yourself isn't just physical mm -hmm. harm, self harm. Yes. It's don't. It's not engaging in activities that are going to create more problems yeah, for you. So, so mm -hmm. skipping school, for yes. example, yeah. uh, if you're feeling anxious about yeah. it, that's that's not going to help you in any yeah. way. Or uh, you know, some people when they're distressed, they don't feel like they have much of an appetite, so mm -hmm. they don't eat enough. Yeah. Other people, you know, consume food yeah. to soothe right. themselves. Mm -hmm. Both of those, you know, are are not helpful. Yeah. And so it's it's those kinds of it's it's a broad kind mm -hmm. of uh, view of what does hurting yourself, what yes. does hurting others, what, yeah. you know, those kinds of things yeah. really mean. Um, so you know, typically when I'm meeting with people, I'll I'll have a mood rating scale from zero okay. to a hundred. Looks like a thermometer. Mm -hmm. Zero means I don't I'm not experiencing that mood at all. Hundred is, or oh yeah, <laughs> we're off the chart. We're off the chart. And so uh, it's basically you know the emphasis is on. We can handle the low moods mm -hmm. that tends to 30s, even yeah. 40 to 60, yeah. the moderately high moods. Yeah. We generally do pretty well with those. It's when the moods get in the high range, when we're mm -hmm. feeling really sad, really mm -hmm. anxious, really angry. They start managing us rather than yes. us managing them. Well said. And so it's, um, it's the people that manage moods the best are, have the most you know, kind of uh, strategies yep. at hand, things yep. that they can do. Yep. If you only got one strategy, if you just play video games, you're not going to be great at managing moods. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, some people turn to alcohol to manage yeah. their moods. You know, it's 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 uh, it's finding ways that are not going to cause harm to you. Yeah. Or those, else three those three yeah, things. Those three things. That's really And there's good. lots of things people can do. Mm -hmm. And the good thing is, uh, you know, uh, you, you can do lots of things that actually we enjoy doing. Yeah. You know. That's so, right. But you know, some of the key ones are just talking to other people. Yeah. You know, talking about the problems that you're yeah. having. But also talking about other things, we can yes. use distraction. Yeah, it's it's kind of the moods are like waves, mm -hmm. and it's when the when the waves are high, there's no strategy that's going to take you from 70, 80, 90 yeah. on that scale to zero. Yeah, nothing. I don't have anything yeah. like that. No. <laughs> yeah. but, but if you can get it, if you can do a few things incrementally, to get it down, mm -hmm. and it, and eventually it's going to mm -hmm. come down. We don't stay in those yeah, places. Yeah, that's right. And so. But again, it's it's trying to manage the moods without kind of breaking yeah. those three rules. No, that's really and, helpful, uh, Leo. That's good. As for, for Christians, I mean, mm -hmm. there's there's lots of, you know, it, we can be listening to worship music. Yes. Again, yeah. we can we can be praying. We yeah. Can, there's lots of all those Christian. things can start to de-escalate us and Absolutely. get us channel in a different Absolutely. direction. So yeah. there's, there's uh, the, again, there's lots of things that we can do mm -hmm. to manage moods. Unfortunately, it was never taught in school. Yeah, I, they do, do a little bit more of it now, yeah. for sure. But yeah. um, but uh, for most people, no, it's you know, it's it's we have to learn talking, these things. Even yeah. talking about emotions, you yeah. know, uh, so it's uh, people are you know, especially guys, yeah, are not very comfortable no. with that. No. Uh, and so it's it's just kind of helping people to be comfortable understanding what emotions mm -hmm. they're feeling. Yeah. And no. how to deal with them. That's really helpful, Leo. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time. Maybe we'll get you back a different, another time <laughs> to keep talking. But, Leo, thank you so much. Thanks for sharing your story and, you know, kind of how, uh, you know, Jesus getting a hold of your life really did change the trajectory. And, you know, I just thank you. And I really feel, obviously, God's got you in a very important place um, to help others and to serve others. So I commend you for doing that and thank you just for sharing and helping to educate and again talk about these things have been really helpful so I just want to thank you and again we just want to thank everyone who 
been listening, and certainly if you want to follow up, um, you can contact our church here at Christ Central Church Fredericton, and we'd love to be able to talk more with you. So thanks for uh, being part of things. Thanks again, Leo, for sharing with us, and we thank you for tuning in. Bye-bye. <laughs>